Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's Vita Gorilla Com is coming to you live, and I did it yet again where I was talking, and my mute button was on, and I forgot to unmute myself. I don't even know how the hell that happened. Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, I'm flying solo today. CJ's taking care of business. I'm rocking out the CBD stuff, so they're going to have some exciting products, so make sure you go check out MyCBDEdibles.com, MyCBDEdibles.com. Pop your email in there so you are kept up, kept up to date on all the latest developments and products that they have coming out. It's going to be pretty amazing what they have lined up. And also check out roguenews.com. Roguenews.com. That is the place for all things geopolitical, geostrategic. We are revamping the site. I'm actually excited to to see the final product because I'm I've only seen glimpses and 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 uh and screenshots of what's being worked on and I can't wait till that is rolled out fully and entirely. It's going to be a pretty awesome new pretty awesome new service that we have set up. Um, lots to go into today, folks, lots of things to cover, and I'm looking forward to getting in depth with you guys. I'm going to try and do some screen shares, uh, whenever I can, but it's going to be mostly me just breaking it down and talking. So, you know, the picture that I've posted, okay, and I want to, I want to start off with talking about Western civilization as it stands today. I can't even call it Western civilization. I don't know what it is. Okay, I don't know what it is. It it, it 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 has all the hallmarks, not even the hallmarks. It has the the caricatures. Okay, the the outer structures of Western civilization. Okay, in terms of the people, the the language, some of the ideals that they are just mouthed very emptily, okay, just mouthed emptying words and just repeating axioms and stuff like that because that's all, all that's left. But the culture we have today is so far removed from the ideals that many in Western civilization have grown up on. It is so far removed from 
the very intent and founding of, of, of many of the Western nations around the world from the United States with the founding of the Constitution by the founding fathers to the British with the Magna Carta and down to the Aussies, the New Zealanders, the Kiwis, right? All of Europe, France with liberty, equality, fraternity, that's all flushed down the toilet. And the image that I have on the thumbnail of this broadcast, and folks, is basically the image of the Sydney police, okay? Now, if you've been following the news, you know that what is happening in Australia is nothing short of horrific. They are doing everything. I mean, this is, I, I mean, nobody is putting a stop to what is happening. Nobody in, in, in the, the parliament in Australia, the, the, the politicians, the MPs, everybody there, the premiers, whatever, nobody is saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. Let's pump the brakes here. What we're doing because of this whole entire pandemic, quote-unquote, is really going off the edge. Nothing we're doing here is trust the science. Nothing we're doing here is scientific. Nothing we're doing here is efficacious. If anything, it is brutal, repressive, regressive, anti-humanist, and destructive. Nobody's gut-checking these fools. Like, what in God's name is happening? And one of the things we do know about politicians is once they're given power, they never relinquish it. It is so vital. It is so key. The image that I have is in Sydney where just the other day, folks, just the other day, when I woke up in the morning, I was watching a video out from Sydney, Australia, where a father and his daughter, oh, my God, precious little girl, maybe two, maybe three years old, they were out in the park. He took, decided to take his daughter out to the park all by themselves. They are far and away removed from anybody around. There's nobody around them for miles, it seems like. There's nobody around them. He wanted to take his little girl out to the park, like many of you do. If you have kids, you like to take your kids to the park. It's a highlight. You love it. Because they've been cooped up inside because Australia has been in 260-some-odd days of lockdown. It's freaking crazy. It's madness. And so this man takes his daughter out for the park. And all oh, and behold, here comes the New South Wales police. Here comes, here they come. And they're asking him all sorts of questions. Uh, what are you doing here? Do you have a, what are you doing here? Do you have any business being here? Where's your mask? Do you have your mask? Do you have your mask on? Do you have it? What are you doing here with your daughter? Harassing the guy. Then they threaten, we're going to arrest you. We're going to take your daughter away. And then finally, you know, they eventually uncuffed him and let him go. But the point is, this is what's happening. There are people that are being arrested, kids who decided to, hey, go watch the sunset. In the middle of the, you know, in the evening, you know what, we're going to go watch the sunset. They're sitting on a beach. These are kids who are so far removed from being killed by the pandemic. So far removed. They have a 99.9999999% chance of recovery. And yet they're arrested on the beach and given thousands of dollars in fines. Just so they want to watch the sunset. 
Australia, a country that says that's given edicts like, hey, you know what? If you're vaccinated, guess what? You can go out and exercise for 90 minutes instead of an hour. You're allowed out one hour a day. It's literally reverting back to a penal colony. It's literally have transformed itself into an open-air prison. And whoever is a politician who thinks this is a good idea is a psychopathic Satanist who needs to be taken out, removed from power. The guy shouldn't even be elected to, to be a dog catcher. He shouldn't be allowed near human beings. He shouldn't be allowed to run a lemonade stand. That is how untrustworthy these psychopaths are. Now, hot on the heels of all this, hot on the heels of you're only allowed an hour a day of exercise. You can't go no more than two and a half kilometers from your house uh, to, to buy food or any other necessities. And only one person can go. If you need to meet a friend, you got to ask permission from the government itself. OK, so you can have a buddy pass. So once you have a buddy pass and your bubble pass, you can meet your friend for only 45 minutes to an hour as well. Like, what is this shit? Like, what is it? This is insanity. Then on top of that, they're building concentration camps. Well, but they're not calling it concentration camps. They're calling it quarantine accommodation centers because it's so accommodating. When you go there, you know, it's like the Ritz-Carlton. You know, you can have room service and you can order some foie gras. Maybe you can order some uh, some salmon and some ro- <clears throat> salmon and roe, you know? Maybe order some sushi. I'm sure that's what it's like. I'm sure the, the, the beds are very fluffy with great p- plush pillows and Egyptian cotton seat, uh, sheets. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's for. Oh, but it's not a concentration camp. It's an accommodation center. We're going we're gonna to go there. It's, it's an accommodation center, and, and it's there because uh, the, the way we're doing it here is that we're going to have an accommodation center, and the way it's going to be done is if your child, if you are COVID positive, we're going to remove you from your household, remove your child from your household, and you will go to separate concentration, I mean, accommodation centers. That's what we're going to do. Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, is turning over in his grave. This is Australia. Like, what the hell happened to you? Concentration camps. And the cops are out there tackling. There's a woman, video of a woman who is out there. I can't wear a mask. I have a medical exemption. Here's my doctor's letter. I cannot wear a mask. It impedes my breathing. I have respiratory issues. Nope. You have, re- you have respiratory issues, eh? Here comes three goons, four goons, five goons, cowards, who bombard this woman, tackle her to the ground, and arrest her. Folks, this is coming, this, I kid you not, lead will start flying in the U.S. if this happens. Lead will start flying in the U.S. if this happens. And this is why the Aussies gave up guns. Oh, yeah, we can give up our guns. We don't need it. We don't need it. We, we're not, you know, we just need it for hunting. I can still buy guns in Australia. I can, you know, give them my license and apply an application. And, you know, the state will give me, grant me permission to buy a 22 long rifle. Are you kidding me? Something slightly better than a BB gun. Yeah, we're ready. 
You Aussies have been deballed and cucked. What the hell has happened to you guys? What in God's name? You were the closest things to Americans. What the hell happened to you guys? The closest thing. I remember watching Foster's Beers commercials as kids. Foster's Strength Beer. And it's all about being rough and ruddy and being a maverick and an individual. Now it's just uh, a bunch of virtue signaling cucks. It's like a few handful of Aussie cities control the entire country. It's insane. You let the 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 the, the, the you've cucked the men and you let the women and the libtards and the and, and, and the beta males run the show. This is what happens. And this is what's happening all throughout the West. So the image that I show, the, the Sydney police who are clamping down on society. Oh, yeah. Clamping down on society. They decided to have an LGBTQ Appreciation Day. And that is the, the, uh, the image that I was showing. Let me, let, me, let me pull this up because this is just deplorable, folks. Right? Look at this crap. I'm just going to let the... Hold on. I'll share it. No, I don't want Daily Mail to send me... Yeah, here we go. Let me uh, share this. Look at this. Cops imposing brutal lockdown in Sydney's West are caught throwing a party at the police station for LGBTQIAFPQRSTUV hyphen hyphen Exclamation mark, apostrophe, awareness. We have turned our culture into something from loving life and loving beauty and aspiring to standards and aspiring to greater and greater and greater. Even You know why we love beautiful things and we see them as attainable? It gives us something to work towards. We've, de- we've degraded all of that. We made that which is ugly, that which is unhealthy, that which is dangerous, that which is necrophilic in in terms of loving death. And the Western psychopaths who run our governments have venerated that and told us to worship it. Worship the LGBTQIA QRSTUV hyphen hyphen exclamation mark apostrophe. Worship them. They're new overlords. Worship the 600-pound woman in a bathing suit on, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She's the ideal. Worship the tranny. Worship. The, you have to understand. We have taken society <clears throat> and we've turned it on its head so that we cater it to the 0.00001% of our population who suffers from mental illness. And we venerated them as the chosen people. Look at this. These cops who, if you, you need a buddy pass to go, you, uh, bubble pass, they call it. Yeah, you need a bubble pass. If you're going to visit your friend, you need a bubble pass. That's what we do in Australia. All the Aussies. They need a, a bubble pass. But these guys, look at them. No bubble pass needed. Police officials are reviewing a staff party held at Western Sydney Station in July while the city was under strict lockdown to to determine if public health orders were breached. What do you think? 
Look at this image. On Friday, more than a dozen employees at Mount Dut, no, sorry, Mount Druid Police Area Command gathered today. Okay. Uh, gathered together in a brightly decorated common room to share buffet platters of food. You think that? Well, so let me get this straight. Restaurants are shut down. Buffets are shut down in Australia and Sydney and in Melbourne and any other place that's in you know Australia right now that is going through this hell. That's shut down. But these a-holes could have a buffet-style lunch. And they post together with masks for pictures. And, of course, when the pictures are over, what do they do? They take their masks down, and they're shoveling food into their palates, laughing and drinking. Why? Because that applies to you, the plebs. But we're doing this for sodomy rights. Let's worship the sodomites. Yes, the West's obsession with the rectal cavity. That's what we are. We're obsessed with the rectal cavity. So we must venerate it. And all of its glory will have parties to it. And those who, those who love it, those who cherish it, will get together and wear stupid outfits and brightly colored garb. While emergency services are exempt from the no-gathering rule, the exemption was designed so they can carry out their work. Office functions, however, are discouraged under public health orders. And the state's chief health officer has repeatedly said office workers should not gather in the lunchroom or tea rooms. It is important that all workplace consider their COVID-safe plans. Dr. Kent Chant, Carrie Chant said on Monday, make sure you're not you're not sharing the tea room. You're wearing masks. You have four meter density, and make sure you do not attend when you have symptoms. The post was removed shortly after being shared. New South Wales Police said they are looking into the event to make sure employees complied with. <laughs> Look at this fruit knob over here. You think this fruit knob is complying with their purple police shirt? Like, make him pink, these tyrants. You know, the tyrants are very fashionable. Okay? In the modern Western tyrant, he likes to dress up in purple and array himself in rainbows because he's powerful. Back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, back in the 30s and 40s, the Nazis... The Nazis had the best uniform. Did you guys know that? The Nazis had the most stylish uniforms made by Hugo Boss himself. Hugo Boss, the, 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 the fashion house, made the Nazi uniforms. Okay? That's why the Nazi uniforms were so damn stylish. I'm not venerating Nazis, but the Nazis had the best freaking uniforms. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> SS Stuart, the SS, uh, you know, Waffen Brigade, whatever, right? Designed by Hugo Boss. I mean, it's crazy. The New South Wales Police Force is aware of the images, and an internal review is underway to determine if any breaches of public health orders. Of course, there were breaches. Mount Druid is located in the city of Blacktown, LGA, in an area with one of the highest rates of COVID cases since Sydney's second wave. Delta outbreak. Cases, 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 cases. We need more cases. Not hospitalizations. Not deaths. Cases, 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 cases. Oh, you had one case. New Zealand, one case. Shut it down. And we'll have this dingo bitch of a woman as their prime minister. Shut the whole country down. Breaking their economies because of what? One case. 
we are slip. The West is rapidly slipping into neo neo feudalism, and it's the worst kind of neo feudalism. It's the kind of neo feudalism where the, the most depraved of minds are going to be ruling over you. In the last four weeks, there have been 2,159 cases, uh, COVID cases in Blacktown, LGA, with 1,439 linked to known case or cluster. Yes. Right. All about the party, right? Yeah. Crikey, mate. Look at that. Cupcakes and cakes. As Aussie police, man, we, we you know, we, we like to party. Right. Now, look at this bloke. Right, he's got a rainbow hat. He's got a rainbow fan. He's got a purple shirt on. Right. Stomping on your freedoms. Right. Locking down your businesses. Right. Separating mums and dads. Right from the children. Right. Aussie. Do that crap in a red state here in the, in the United States. Lead will fly, my friend. Lead will fly. Okay, there's going to be a point. I'm, tell, I'm, I'm telling anybody here. If you, if anybody isn't isn't a a, um, there's a point, folks. There's a point. Now this crap will fly in New York, California, and whatnot. There's a point. If the crap continues to flow the way it is flowing. And we are continuing to balkanize the way we are being balkanized in this country. There is a point that if you, any one of you federales, any one of you state plutocrats, kleptocrats, right, want to send your goons out to, do, to, to, to try to take away children from their parents, it will be open season on you. I'm telling you right now that is a line that should never be crossed. You try to do that, it will be open season on you. I don't know if you guys saw this. though. On TikTok, it, it, it made it to Sky News somehow. But on TikTok, there's this American soldier. Let me see if I can find it, right? Let me see this. Let me see if I can find this. This is quite hilarious, actually. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. All right. I found it. So let me see if I can play this clip. It's from Sky News. So this is what's funny about Sky News. They're commenting on what the wokeism and all the other fun stuff that's happening here in the U.S., but they're in lockdown. So I find it kind of hypocritical here. But, but this is vital to share. Let me see if I could play cancel. Share. Hmm. All right. I, let me know if you guys can hear this audio. Did you guys hear that audio? 
Okay. Anyway, watch, look, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Okay, let me see if I can do this. No audio, okay. All right, no worries. No worries. I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to jerry-rig something here. No worries. No worries. What happens without the uh, El Cuco here? Plug something off the... Can't... Twitter or somewhere of a a uh, woke army officer or army soldier seems to be getting carried away by this idea of being in power. Tell us about it. Yes, this is a very peculiar uh, uh, video that we discovered. This uh, seemingly woke-on-steroids soldier decided it would be a good idea to film herself and put it on the internet, saying that if ever Marshall... ...get deployed within the United States, that weapon is not just pointed at other people, other countries. It's pointed at you. If you do not get in your house when I tell you to, you become the enemy. Ooh. Now, you take a, a a look at that that clipped haired dyke who made it to the military because she had a lower somebody who has their very the very physical fitness requirements significantly reduced so you can make it into the army wearing camo already power tripping you, you gotta understand these people they're mentally sick. There's something very dangerous about that kind of mindset, right? A psychopathic leftist, right? In there, in the military with clipped hair. This butch with clipped hair. You know, if I don't tell you to get into your house and you don't do it, you're the enemy. My guns are going to be pointed at you. Try it, bitch. Try it. Now, if a dingbat like that was threatening my family, if a dingbat like that was threatening your family, I'll tell you what I would do. I would flip her upside down and bury her head directly into the ground. I would snap her back. And it would take me about 10 seconds to do so. I would make it so that the rest of her life she spent eating food through a straw. I mean, this is the balls these people have. You know, Gus would always say things like, you know, these are the people that we would push into school locker rooms. These are the people that we push into school locker rooms because these are nerds, these are losers. And on our, our chat, we had a group chat between CJ, myself, and Gus. You know, we're, we're linked up in the in the group. We always share things, right? There was a... Uh, let me see if I can bring this up. And I'll bring this up so you guys can see it. All right, yeah, I can bring this up. Give me one second. Uh, ba -ba -ba. That's pretty cool. Where the hell are they? Okay. All right. Mm 
Okay. By the way, uh, Hunter urges the FDA to fast-track the approval of crack. I don't know if you guys saw that. Okay. But here's the thing what I want to show you. Getting picked on, this is your managerial class, folks. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We need CJ. I know that. I know that. One man show, what can I do? What can I do? This. This is your managerial class. Getting picked on by rednecks is a kid sucked. So what did liberal Gen Xers and millennials do? We moved out. We didn't stay and work to build a real nation out of the people who gave us a hard time. We got college degrees. That allowed us to escape to better places. Watch, it gets better. Let me bring up the next one. Actually, let me bring up the the response here by Mar- Ma- Martyr Main, right? He said, this tweet explains the vindictiveness of the woke managerial class, their need to shove it down your throat, etc. A normal adult doesn't point to a childhood drama as the driver of his politics of resentment. The whole threat, plus most woke politics, is a revenge fantasy. That's who these punks are. It's a revenge fantasy that these people have. Everybody in the current deep state. Most of the globalists that are not dead yet. What are they? It's a it's a revenge fantasy. Watch this. He describes and brags really about how soft bullied kids like him fled to ally themselves with state and corporate power structures and now wield vindictive power over the kids who used to oppress them. Only a deeply damaged man could say these things in public without shame. Think about it. It's insane. It's insane. That's who the left is. These were the punk-ass kids that we used to bully. These were the punk-asses who we used to give wedgies to in gym class. These are the guys we used to stuff in locker rooms. And now they're running crap. So what do they do? They fled. They didn't want to build a great nation. They hated this nation. And they hate Western culture. They hated it. So what do they do? They fled to allay themselves with other soft, limp-wristed, wet-noodle bastards. And they became the simps of the feminazis. They became the simps of the state. And their vindictive revenge fantasy that they have towards us is to shove their state-accrued power down our throats. They love it. They relish it. when they, If they can separate you from your kids, they would love that. If they could force vax you, they would love that. If they could control where you can travel, when you can travel, how you can travel to where you can travel to, oh, they would love that as well. If they can control when your business can be stayed open, when it can close, 
When they, if they can control, who could live in your property? I was reading a story the other day. Here's a single mother, Air Force veteran, who owns three investment properties in New York, and she's homeless. She, thanks to the eviction moratorium, she cannot evict any of her rent payers who have not paid her rent in two years. She's homeless, living out of a car with three homes that she has no access to and not a single legal entity because of the state can remove these squatters. So in other words, folks, property rights have been eviscerated in some states. If I was a property manager or if I was an owner and I know you're getting a stimulus check and you ain't paying me rent, I'm beating your ass. I'm dragging you out. I'm going to fuck you up. Bad. It's, this is ridiculous. Because 50 years ago, 30 years ago, in the United States, this would never happen. In the United States of America, that would happen. You don't, you're going to leave my house? Oh, a sheriff ain't going to come down and throw your ass out? Oh, it ain't going to happen? I'm, I'm going to drag your ass out. I'm going to beat your ass, and then I'm going to tell somebody, maybe your friends, or, oh, I'm going to throw all your crap out in the front yard. Get it off. Get it out of my property. Folks, the real declaration of independence is the, is the right to pursue you know, freedom, happiness, and, and, the, and, and property rights, basically. That's what it comes down to. Property rights. But if these psychopathic managerial classes could do that, they can just go ahead and say, hey, you know what? Uh, no, we're going we're gonna to dictate to you where you can travel to. We're going to dictate to you who lives in your house. We're going to dictate to you what your kids, like in Australia, again, yesterday with uh, Cuss with Gus, that guy, Brad Hazard, right? We're going to do this, right? We're going to have 24,000 Australian students. Parents, don't worry. Don't worry, parents. Parents have nothing to worry about. We're going to have the youth command. What is it? The Hitler youth? Hitler jagund? See, Heil. The youth command is going to be there. And not to worry, we're also going to have the young police officers. They're going to be there. And they're going to tell our youth exactly where to go in the stadium. Now, we're going to put at least 24. If there's an opportunity, our, our, our Olympians would say, if there's an opportunity, we must take it. Crikey. Insanity. Insanity. Parents have to wait outside. They're going to take your kids without your permission, jab your kids f filled with experimental drugs. God knows what the hell the, the effects would be. And they don't care. Folks, you Aussies better find your balls and your spine very quick. And not better. It, 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 this is going to escalate beyond just a protest. It's time. You listen, man. There's a point where you start showing up to these police officers' houses. There's a point where you start showing up to these politicians' houses, letting them know they can be touched. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Here's another point that emphasizes the stupidity of where we are as a culture. <sighs> Putting animals before humans 
is disturbing. Yet many Brits see Pen Farthing as a hero after he evacuates cats and dogs from Kabul. Like, what in God's name? Right? What in God's name? Britain's very own Noah Paul Penn Farthing and his privately chartered Ark have finally escaped the tumultuous Taliban flood engulfing Afghanistan, if only the same could be said of those who left behind. While 24 staff and dependents linked to his pet rescue center in Kabul, this guy was running a money laundering operation. I don't give a rat's ass. You got some cur-looking mutt Afghan dogs. God knows the breeding quality of these animals. Sitting in a pen, you rescue these. You dude, you're running a money. That's it. I'm all, folks. I'm on the wrong business. I need to find out where exceptional stand is going to strike next and where NGO money is going. I'm going to set up a cat rescue. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to siphon hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars through my cat rescue. You, you can't convince me that this is not what's happening. Listen to this. While 24 staff and dependents linked to his pet rescue center in Kabul have been left to rot on the ground, Farthing took off with 94 dogs, 74 cats, and a whole lot of love from a large section of British idiots that view him as some sort of a stiff upper lift World War II hero from Colditz. This guy was the, uh, the, the Brits' right. He, he's an absolute hero. He is someone, this was like Dun the Dunkirk airlift. But instead, he was able to rescue 94 dogs, 74 cats, and a partridge in a pear tree. Right? Right here. He was able to rescue that many. Stiff upper lip. What a hero he is. And you wonder why the birth rates. Folks, there's a connection here with the feminization of society and civilization and the destruction of civilization. Modern Western women do not have kids. They have pets. They don't get married. They don't have families. The birth rate in the West is imploding. Demographically, it's going to be horrible. And we venerate guys like this criminal, Pen Farthing. He's a damn right hero. Wow, Pen Farthing, he's absolutely heroic. What he has done is the equivalent of a Noah's Ark. It is the equivalent of a Dunkirk, a Berlin airlift, filled with cats and animals, all sorts of furries. A partridge in a pear tree. Up to 150 British citizens still remain stuck in the country, while more than 1,000 eligible Afghans, including those who work for the British government, may now have become targets for the vengeful Taliban. As the new regime now has access to untold level of intel, thanks to the incompetence of the U.S. and, and U.K. military and diplomatic staff hightailing it, leaving behind class, classified information on USB sticks, and inside files and documents with the Allied evacuation over, it's only a matter of time before most, if not all, of these poor souls are hunted down and killed by the Taliban. Apparently, none of this living nightmare is on farthing. He seems to he seems like a thoroughly decent bloke and his military service without question. Yet he threatened to destroy a special advisor in the UK's defense secretary, Ben Wallace. And he stands accused of bogarting the time, effort, and resources of several officials and service personnel on the ground who had far more important things to do than deal with a pet rescue operation. But history will judge the U.S. and U.K., Bush, Blair, Biden, etc. for all this debacle, which in the last 20 years, once Iraq is factored in, remember Iraq, remember that place, folks? Cost trillions 
of dollars in war expenditure, but more importantly, left tens of thousands of people dead. An estimated 50,000 Afghan civilians, 70,000 Afghan soldiers and police have been killed in the conflict, along with 2,461 U.S. military personnel, civilians, 470 57 members of the UK Armed Forces. Other countries have their own death tolls to account for. But these numbers alone, these human casualties are a savage indictment on war, on revenge, on terrorism, on despotism. And it must be said, the soft-headed, sentimental, and thoroughly disgusting optics of putting animal life on par with human life, something Farthing's cult-like following of animal lovers has done to the detriment of Britain's standing in the world. Because in the West, we care about our furries. In fact, in the West, we love our furries so much, we have grown men who dress up in furry. Today, I'm a golden pony. It's all about free love. Folks, these are, this is all anti-human. The animal rescue, the lockdowns, the fat chick on Sports Illustrated. It's all anti-human. It's designed to make you hate yourself. It's designed to make you hate other human beings. It's designed for you to venerate the vapid. It's designed for you to look up to the most feckless of society and look at them like they're capable and heroic. This guy and his dog rescue, you know, you know, they, they should have left him and his dog. They should have put him in a cage with the rest of his dogs and left them on the, on the left them on the tarmac for the Taliban to pick up. Uh, who, 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 who. What is this guy? This guy is Ben Farthing. What is his name? Why is he doing here on the on the tarmac? Uh, and the British embassy should be like, we don't know who Ben Farthing is, but he, you can keep him and his animals. Or they should say, he's an MI5 asset. Uh, we recommend that you torture Pen Farthing. Right, we will torture him. He will tell us all the details. Yes, yes, he will tell you all the details. <sighs> oh, yeah, Hobo, you're right. I should check out the Taliban Twitter. It's on fire. It's on fire. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here's another thing. Okay? You're going to love this. This is from Zero Hedge. Our buddies over at Zero Hedge. They put out a a great article here. We have a new champion in the I Can't Believe This Is Happening category. This is by Tyler Durden, Michael Avery of Rabobank, right? In a year in which every week we see a fresh battle for the top slot, and I can't believe this is happening, headline competition, we have a new potential champion. Folks, let's just let's just give it up. A round of applause. A round of applause, folks. Right? A real round of applause. Let me let me let me, let me cue up the applause. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would like a round of applause for the one and only San Francisco. San Francisco, folks. 
That's right. Idiot of the Year Award, San Francisco, again. Just just a wonderful thing to be cheering their wonderful progressive ideas. They got great ideas, folks. Wonderful progressive ideas. And when what that idea is, I'll tell you what it is. Cash for crooks. You heard about cash for cars? Well, that's cash for crooks now. Here we go. San Francisco has decided it will pay criminals $300 a month, provided that they do not put a bullet in anyone or get one put in them. This is the first shot towards universal income outside of the recent COVID furloughs and checks. Is there a sliding scale for knives and brass knuckles? And shall we call this policy cash for crooks or universal in-gun? The latest champion headlining it reflects the underlying polarization of our social economic, uh, socioeconomic system as well as the ironic fusion of its extreme edges, i.e., uh, example, the NRA and San Francisco would both seem to benefit from a scheme that sees far more guns and then far less shooting of them. It also reflects the equally sharp dichotomy of stories that we see in a daily news feed and the analytical roundup in particular between those that recognize the above trend and those that choose to ignore it. Folks, let me explain something to you. There's going to be all sorts, okay, all sorts of insanity that that the, that the government's going to come out with. Why? Because they got to hide the inflation. They got to stick it in the public somehow. Maybe we'll, we'll create some. Uh, you know what they're doing with all the stimulus checks, with all the dumping of cash, with the stupid infrastructure bill, with that bill, with the wars. They are just trying to create some sort of economic activity. In other words, they are looking for, to create a false pulse in a corpse. Picture you have a corpse. It just died. The person's dead. But you decide, hey, look, we need to convince that this person's alive. Okay? We need to convince this person is alive. So this way, this person can be taken up, put in an ambulance, and then rushed to the hospital, and then we can make out with the person's belongings. How do we do that? Well, let's bring some uh, um, ele- electro, uh, uh, you know, muscular electrical patches. You know those uh, electrostim patches, right? Let's hook up some electrostim patches and and then jolt and then start shocking the the corpse, so we can fake a pulse, fake some sort of movement of life. You see, with the dumping of the stimulus checks, with the stimulus checks, the infrastructure bill, the universal basic income that is happening in a, in a wide variety of left wing cities, they are trying to create a false economic narrative. They're trying to get a fake reading, a false poll saying, hey, look, money velocity is up. <laughs> look at that. Hey, look, uh, you know, our GDP numbers are up. Remember, we're the only idiotic country in the world that counts government expenditure as GDP growth. So, hey, hey here's some more growth for you. <laughs> look, our, our economy grew a record 2.9%. Meanwhile, China's economy is growing like 9%, 10%. India's economy is 7%, 9%. You know, Russia's economy is you know, between 7 and 8%. We grew 2.9%. But we grew 2.9% not because we're creating a physical economy, but because we're just having more and more expenditure. Isn't that amazing? That's like you emptying your bank account, buying frivolous BS every single week and saying, look, I'm rich. Huh. 
I've made money. No, you bled thousands of dollars buying nonsense. I did. Yes, you did. Unbelievable. But is it is it like nothing surprises me anymore? Cash for crooks. Cash for crooks. On the other set of news overseas, the, the U.S., my, my, the general, Mark Milley, the brilliant man that he is, the self-reflecting, self-hating, I need to find out why I'm white, Mark Milley. He should be wearing one of those purple uniforms that they have at the Sydney police in Australia. He should be there at the LGBTQIAPURSTUV hyphen hyphen apostrophe mark colon. Quotation mark group. Celebrations. Mark Milley the other day says the U.S. is going to be working with the Taliban to fight and rout ISIS-K. <laughs> Not so fast. Not so fast. Recent reports that the U.S. and Taliban are on the verge of forming an unlikely alliance to tackle the Islamic State in Khorasan overlook the fast-changing geostrategic realities that are much mostly off the mark. ISIS-K's Kabul airport suicide bomb on August 26th an assault that killed 170 and 13 U.S. servicemen and struck a hard blow to the Biden administration's global credibility brought Afghanistan's lethal terror potential to television screens worldwide. The U.S. responded with an over-the-horizon drone strike. It's not over-the-horizon. They took a stupid predator drone. On the ISIS-K planner in northern Nangahar province, where the extremist group is known to operate. Significantly, the Taliban made no complaint about that and follow-up strikes. But whatever tacit agreement the U.S. and the Taliban have will soon fall as the lethal airport attack fades from news screens and U.S. foreign policy priorities rapidly shift to East Asia and building alliances against China. That's right, we got to build against the Quad. The Quad. It's interesting because they're trying to get India to go along with Australia and Japan. Australia's a basket case. Who cares? Their Navy could be crushed in a week, in, 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 in a day. Not a problem. Japan, their biggest trading partner is China. Now, Japan's like, oh, how do we play this? We must uh, figure out how we can stay the middle ground against uh, Japan, against China and the U.S. We need to figure out how we can do it. Hey, konnichiwa. Arigato, U.S. We are going with a new belt road. One belt, one road. We will make Japan great again. So they're trying to get the Japanese. At the same time, the U.S., which is run, their foreign policy is run by idiots. They're trying to get India. And at first, India was like, oh, let's see what you're all about. And the U.S. is like, look, we need uh, raw materials to make uh, the, some of the vaccines, some of the treatment drugs the, that we need for, for, for COVID. India's like, no problem. We'll ship it over to you. India has a Delta variant. Hey, we need some uh, vaccines from you guys. Nope. We didn't give them any vaccines. We, we'd rather let vaccines expire rather than send it to India. And, of course, after through much, and, I, and look, I'm not talking about the, the, the efficacy of these vaccines and the danger of it. I'm just talking just, just, in, the, just in the clinical, sterile, geopolitical sense. I, want you, I just want you to look at how this plays out. India asked the U.S. for, for vaccines. The U.S. says no. India's like, wait a minute, you got a whole stockpile 
So when we when you guys need stuff, we send it to you. But when when we when we need it, you don't. You delay it. And after a lot of international pressure, they finally let it go. And of course, we all know what happened. The vaccines got there, and then all of a sudden, the Delta strain started exploding. Hmm, I wonder if there's a correlation. And then finally, the Indian health minister squashed the vaccine rollout and started doling out ivermectin like it was candy to the population. We know what happened ever since then. And the rest is how you say history. So the U.S. It has is so funny in the sense that, you know, recently it's it's up in arms against China's. Uh, um, China says that any any ship entering its territorial waters is going to be inspected. It's not any ship. The U.S. is up in arms because the U.S. has this thing called freedom of navigation, which I like to call freedom of provocation. And so they like to float their navy ships into the South China Seas, getting into the exclusive economic zones, the EEZ of China. And every country in the that shares the South China Sea waterways has a specific EEZ. And the EEZs cannot be infringed upon. The, the nations go irate. The U.S. has no problem. Well, we can do that. It's part of international law. But the U.N. Charter that signed this international law, the U.S. never ratified. So the U.S. goes ahead and breaks the laws, then says it's part of international law, a law that it, it in and of itself has never ratified and doesn't recognize. But it's okay to be duplicitous because we're the U.S. We're the most vaunted power. We're exceptional stand. We're the city on the hill. Right. Sure. Whatever. Right? Now, here's the funny part. The freedom of provocation. So what is this whole thing that the U.S. is irate about with China? Oh, my God, the Chinese dare. They dare want to not only know what these ships are that are entering their territorial waters, but they also want to know, and they want to be able to send their own pilots into it to examine those ships. What, so what is it? Because this is being parroted around Russian media. As, this is Chinese aggression. All right, here's the aggression. I'm going to read off the aggression to you. Ready? A new Chinese legal requirement demands that multiple classes of foreign vessels traversing waters claimed by Beijing must provide detailed information to state authorities to state authorities and take aboard Chinese pilots. Okay, that seems kind of like forceful. Is that kind of belligerent? Well, let's look at it. The new maritime law, which came into legal force today, threatens to inflame the South China Sea's disputes, pitting China and Southeast nations and stoke already rising tensions with the United States in the contested waters. On August 27th, China's Maritime Safety Administration said in a statement that five categories, listen to this, of foreign vessels, namely submersibles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Folks, do you, do you know anybody that floats submersibles as a shipping vessel? Nope. I only know two types of people that use submersibles. The navies of the world and drug smugglers. Hmm. I wonder how the fentanyl is leaving Macau, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. Hmm. Hmm. Why would they put submersibles in there? If this is about surface navigation, if this is about just commerce, why would they put submersibles? Who uses submersibles besides drug cartels and the CIA? Hmm. Follow the bouncing rabbit. 
nuclear-powered vessels. Huh? How many commercial ships are nuclear-powered? Like, none. I don't even think the largest cargo ships in the world are nuclear-powered. I don't think they are at all. Ships carrying bulk oil. Why? Because bulk oil, you want to gum up the, 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 the South China Seas? Get into the if you go if you take a well, let's just say there's a bulk oil con- ship which is carrying tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of gallons of petroleum, and an undeclared enters the EEZ, the e- the exclusive economic zone of let's say China, and all of a sudden there's some sort of a happy accident that happens, right? That exceptional stand is so very good at, right? The Empire of Chaos is very good at creating happy accidents. And a maritime accident occurs, and all of a sudden, you have a ship dumping hundreds of thousands of gallons, millions of gallons of fuel directly into the, 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 the South China Seas. That disrupts global shipping, does it not? So you'd want to know where that ship is. And why would you want to know that? Well, I'll tell you exactly. Here we go. Chemicals, liquefied gas, other toxic substances. Why do you want chemicals in there? Well, we want to know what's in there because, God forbid, there's an explosion. Kind of like the port explosion that happened in Tianjin, I don't know, several years ago. Hmm, very suspicious. Very suspicious. But, of course, the West said it's probably fertilizer. I don't know about you. Fertilizer goes off like a nuke. I don't know if you know that. It goes off like a five-kiloton nuke. Foreign vessels will be required to provide information, including their ship names, numbers, recent locations, satellite telephone numbers, dangerous goods, according to the statement. In their automatic identification systems do not work properly. They will need to report to China's maritime authorities about their locations and speeds every two hours until they leave the country's territorial waters, the statement says. That's it. That's all it was. That's the entire law. Yo, if you're going to come into our territorial waters and you are a submersible, you are a bulk oil carrier, you're carrying dangerous chemicals, okay, we need to know who the hell you are and if you don't have your identifiers and transponders on, yo, you need to check in with our maritime patrol every two hours until you leave our territorial waters, until you leave our EEZ, our exclusive economic zone. That's all it is. All of a sudden, the U.S. is pissed. Because that means U.S. submersibles, U.S. subs, narco subs, and U.S. naval vessels who venture again this time into the zone have the potential to be boarded. Boom. There you go. Now, why would you be mad unless you have something to hide? Because this seems very reasonable to me. Oh, that's your economics. That's that's fine. All right, that makes sense. Because we would do the same thing in the Gulf. Let there be a submersible floating around in the Gulf. See what we do. But if another country does that, oh, we're up in arms. Why? Because we're, we're, we're messing with the fentanyl rat lines. Since we lost Afghanistan, they're trying to recharge. What the U.S. is doing right now, they're trying to recharge the Golden Triangle. right? They're trying to get the opium production in the Golden Triangle, which, which occurred during Vietnam. They're trying to restart that again. And it's much more difficult. Because it's much more difficult to do because the countries where the Golden Triangle lies are still have, have gotten significantly stronger with more centralized government, with a stronger, more unified government. 
And the criminal elements of these places are various tribes with various different languages and culture. It's going to be extremely difficult for the cocaine import agency to restart the opium rat lines out of the Golden Triangle. So they have to continue to run fentanyl out of Macau, out of Hong Kong, and out of Taiwan, and then tell the world it's Chinese fentanyl. It's, it's killing us. It's killing Americans. I mean, think about it. Put your thinking caps on. Why would they get so irate? Why are they literally like losing their crap over this law? And why would the law state submersibles and bulk carriers with dangerous chemicals? What do you think dangerous chemicals is? Fentanyl. And other hard drugs. And the U.S. is mad? See, if the U.S. was a sensible country, if this is a country that was sensible, we the people, we're sensible, but our government has gone rogue. They've gone crazy. They are bandits. They are criminals. Only a criminal would get pissed off at this. Sensible people will look at this law and be like, hey, this is, this is a good idea. This it makes sense. Completely rational. Something rational about it. Yeah, we ain't got to worry about We're not floating any harmful chemicals through the South China Seas. No, we're not doing any bulk petroleum, which is a great way to com- commit ecological warfare on a, on, a, on a country. If you can blow up a petroleum bulk carrier in the South China Seas, you can shut down some ports for, for weeks and months. Economic warfare, folks. Submersibles? Oh, yeah. Why, why would we float subs there? There's no reason for us to send sub, submersibles in and through the e- exclusive economic zones. We don't need to do that. That's totally rational. We as Americans would say that's a rational thing. But our government, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Lindsey Graham crackers, tickle my butt, Graham crackers. And all the other curmudgeons and psychopaths and criminals that make up our government think it's a horrible idea. And the military-industrial complex is absolutely inflamed. Absolutely inflamed. That's the whole thing, folks. And this is where we are. And it's another day in exceptional stand. Another day in this nonsense. And that's what I have for the day, folks. Thank you all for listening in. Uh, Make sure you guys subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, look, there's about 60% of people that come through that do not subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Hit that icon so you're alerted. And make sure that you hit, hit us with a thumbs up. The thumbs up help us to trend in the algo soup. So hit that icon, hit that, you know, get that up. And again, check out roguenews.com where all this will be posted as well and mycbdedibles.com. And with that being said, have a great day, folks. This is The Gorilla, and I'm out.